or new morning routine. Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Kappa J Hood Show. Hoodie has the day off. Enjoy it, my man. After a long night of travel for him, coming back from doing a game. Jesse Rogers yeah, baby. is in for Hoodie with Cap. Jay Moore, Shay, and we've got you at 312-332-377. On one of the worst uh, you know, commutes of the year, you call me in. Thank you for that. Actually, it wasn't so bad. Let's go to the bullpen. No, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Nope. It's, it's, uh, it's coming down, but it's not really sticking. You know what I mean? It's not really sticking. So the highways were pretty clear this morning. Good to be with you, Cap. It's been a while. I had a little vacation, a little R&R. So I'm ready to rock and roll after a couple of coffees here. Just got done with my first Hall of Fame experience voting. Uh, the guy I voted for got in. I'm happy about that. Scott Rowland. Got he rolling. So we could talk about uh, that later along with maybe some of that White Sox news that happened yesterday. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's um, awful. Terrible news about Mike Clevenger being under investigation. So lots to get to. Good to be with you, buddy. Yes. And we've got that to discuss uh, Mike Clevenger, and we will get to that because I've got some strong thoughts. But last night, I watched the Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. And we're not going to break down the game. It's one of 82, and it's not a good Bulls team. It's exceptionally mediocre. Sad, but that's a fact. But Zach Levine was so awful last night down the stretch. I mean awful. Is this- not just missing shots. Zach Levine's decision-making in basketball IQ last night was on full display of what you do not want to be. And his inability to play in control. Play in control. I'm with you. It's not the fact that he went 0 for 7 from three-point land. Sometimes you're going to have to take the bad with the good because we've seen him go 10 for 13 from there. It's what you just said. The decision-making and the ability to play in control it's just so frustrating. Now, that collapse was a, not completely predictable, but remember, they had played the night before. They had a big lead. They're not that far off from coming back from Paris. You knew Indiana was going to make a push. But to play that poorly in the final minutes of the game, especially by Zach, just unacceptable. They're 21 points up. Indiana's best player, Tyrese Halliburton, is not playing last night, and you get Punked in the fourth quarter. DeRozan was excellent. He had 33. Vucevic, again, was outstanding. He was good. good. Oh, my God. This guy has been on such a roll that people that don't like this guy on your team, then you don't understand basketball. And I will tell you, I wasn't a big fan. When they go inside You can't deny what he's doing. You cannot deny his effectiveness as a passer when he get the ball inside and let him distribute at seven assists the other night. This guy is playing out of his mind, effective. Zach Levine's inbounding the ball late in the game. The game still hangs in the balance. Billy Donovan runs a play where Alex Crusoe comes from the far weak side of the court. He comes 
all the way along the baseline, flashes right under the basket. There's no one within 10 feet of him. Zach never looks at him. To his right in the corner is Kobe White to get the ball in. Never looks at him. He's just trying to jam it into either Vooch or to DeRozan. Uh, DeRozan can't get it in. Got get get a timeout. Their final timeout. Like, by are, the way, are you kidding me? That's our last timeout. And, and what does Billy do? Takes him off the ball. He had Caruso inbound. He turns it over. But that's a whole other story. Correct. He ball takes, gets tipped away. It's it, 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 it's it's so frustrating to watch him. Let me go through the sequence. This is all in the final two minutes. They're up 106-105. Zach has the ball. Cuts to the rim. Uh, stolen ball stolen from him. Next possession, it's 106-106. Drives to the rim. Ball goes off his own knee. Out of bounds. Two turnovers, back-to-back plays. Um, they uh, uh, Two bad defensive plays that Zach was involved in. I won't even get into. Then the inbound plays you mentioned. Trying to get it to Rosen. Caruso's open. They have to use their final timeout. Then, finally... This is, to me, almost the, the, the worst when it comes to basketball cue. It's 114-110. They're down four after Indiana makes a free throw. You need a quick two. That's where you drive to the hoop, get the quick two or the foul. You don't need a three. He's out there wasting time at the three-point Fall land. Fall away three-point. Fall away three. Caruso knocks the rebound back to him, and he travels. We're talking about two turnovers off his leg, a steal against him, a travel, a bad three, all in the final seconds, and then the, the use of that timeout because he didn't see Caruso. I'm just done with this guy. And I know I've ranted about him in the, the times that I'm on, and I've tried to be a fan. I'm just done. I've argued with Sylvie about this. This is why I didn't like Michael Westbrook compared, Russell Westbrook compared to James Harden back in the day when they were vying for like MVP because Westbrook would play out of control. For some reason, that just bothers me more than anything. He plays out of control. I have tried. I've tried to like Zach right, Levine. This is not you down on Zach as a guy. You're down player. on him as a player. So the question is, is there an athlete that you have tried to like? You just can't. You just can't. I've tried, man. I can't do it. Zach qualifies for me. He absolutely, I've tried. And, there are, there, and look, when he goes off, I'm going to love it. No doubt. But here's my point. When you get off a guy's bandwagon, now my mindset changes. I am going to expect the worst. And when he comes up with one of his great games, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. But I, this is the Zach I expect. The out-of-control turnover machine. And I hope he's not listening on the app because he's going to be like, who is this kid? But I don't care. I'm off. I've tried. You're old. I have tried. <laughs> 312-332-3776. There an athlete you've tried? I've tried, man. I can't wrap my arms around him as an athlete, not as a person. Yeah. And you just can't do it. Zach Levine's at the top of that list for a lot of people. We I, gave him how much? $215 million? That's it? Right, and there's moments you so love him. The, the inside-outside game, when he's on, you start to he starts to reel you in, reel you in. But I just can't do it. I can't ride this roller coaster with him. I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan. And I'm, I'm going to stop trying to even be a fan. And you're right. There, there's got to be guys, even if it's on other teams, but especially Chicago athletes, because that's your hometown team. There's got to be guys that you've tried to like and you just can't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe back in the day where Rodman, you know, guys that hated Rodman with the Pistons and could never like him with the Bulls. I don't. Although I don't know why you wouldn't come around because he helped your team win. Um, but with Zach, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Shay, you were texting all of us. As that game melted down. Because your first text was, this is a hell of a game. 
Well, it shouldn't have ever been a hell of a game. It was a blowout that became a hell of a game at points in the fourth quarter, and then it just became embarrassing. But we, we've seen this act before. Bad defense down down the stretch. Again, look at the defense with Zach down the stretch. He, uh, Caruso tried to switch, but Zach really didn't. There was a three-point shot. Wasn't he guarding a rookie, I think? Zach was guarding the rookie. Um, what's his name? Benedict uh, Matherin? Yeah, he was guarding the rookie. Uh Backed off of him, shot a three. Then later, uh, he made he made a shot down the lane, uncovered, basically. He was bad on both ends. I both watched ends. that game last night, as I do every game, and I could hear Sylvie screaming in the neighborhood yeah, right. from his house. Exactly. Because he's, that's, I think, he, has he ever really said, I know he loves all our teams. Cub, he's a Cubs guy, not yeah, a yeah. Sox guy, but he... And he's I, a Zach guy. I think, though, that Bulls are number one on his list over Bears. I'm not saying he doesn't love the Bears. Right, right, right. I mean, it's Bulls and Cubs right there. You know, it's Bulls and Cubs right there. But Bulls, is he's, he, he, he sounds the most passionate about the Bulls, if you listen to him. And he, he's a Zach guy. And I've argued with him. I'm just, I just can't do it. Can't do it like anymore. Like, I'm looking at the numbers last night. Zach Levine, 38 minutes, 4 of 14. Oh, of seven from three. He gave you three rebounds, four assists, six freaking turnovers. Six! By the way, four of those in the final five minutes. Wow. And the Bulls are now eight and 15 in quote-unquote clutch games. believe any game that's within two possessions in the final four minutes. Eight and 15. The Bulls had three of their five starters were positives in the plus-minus chart, three of the five. That would be Patrick Williams, who continues to show me yep. that he is emerging. He's not there yet. I get it. He's 21 years of age. What did he have, 18 and 10 two nights ago? Last night, uh, I think he scored seven. He gave you five rebounds, but I watch him defensively. He is a really good defender. Like you said, emerging player, getting better. Nothing wrong with Patrick Williams Correct. Right uh, DeRozan gave you a minus nine despite scoring 33. Vooch gave you a positive plus two. Uh, he had 20 points last night and eight rebounds. And five assists. Zach, exactly. Zach was a minus three, and Dasumu was a plus four. And Matherin, who, at least down the stretch, Zach was guarding, is 10 for 17 from the field, 26 points. I mean, this rookie sees Zach Levine, an all-star type of player, max player on him, and he takes him to town. How about McConnell? TJ McConnell was outstanding. 9 of 14, 20 points, 10 assists. Like, who's this dude? Yeah, they played, they played well in the second half. But like I said, expected. The, the Bulls had played the night before. Pacers had lost like seven in a row. Correct. Hadn't played in two or three days. They should get a second half push. But that doesn't mean they are going to close you out. If okay. One less turnover by Zach. Okay. One better decision by Zach, and you probably win that game. Okay, so is there an athlete... That you tried to like, you just can't get there. I'd probably, for me, <laughs> probably say Jay Cutler as well. Sorry. Can't do it. Uh, it it's got to be. Jay Cutler's got to be an answer for a lot of people. Jay Cutler's Has at the be. top of my list. Yeah. First of all, the epitome of mediocrity. 52 yeah. and 52 is the Bears quarterback. Yeah, everyone looked and went, all right, Cuddy. He's right. got the big arm. He's a tough guy. Can't do it. And even if you didn't like him when they traded for him, you're a Bears fan. He's your quarterback. You're going to have to try. You're going to have to try uh, to Lord like him. Lord knows I try. I know. I'm with you. 
I'm with you. I put Cutler and Zach in similar categories. Ultimately talented, like right? Extremely talented, but just will break your heart so many different times. It's a Can't great one. Can't do it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, 312-332-3776. Give us some names of athletes you tried. You just can't get there. And, and you know, we mentioned Cutler. That's the past. But I want to I hear from people that are in the same boat as we are or I am on Zach. Like, currently, is Zach that guy? Have you tried and given up on him? Or are you going to keep trying? Or did you never like him and you're going to... You could tell everybody I told you so. There's going to be a lot A lot of people are going to say Mitch. Yeah. They tried. Yeah, that's a good one. That's another. Just couldn't pro- do it. We could probably list a bunch of Bears quarterbacks. Right. That we tried. Maybe all of them. Rex Grossman. I tried. I did. I tried. I tried. He wasn't very good. Mi- yeah, Kyle Mitch- Orton. Did anybody try to like Kyle Orton? We knew he was mediocre. Like, Mitch was the second pick in the draft. Forget that he shouldn't have been. We were, I was wrong 100% on Mitch. But a lot of people went, all right, See, he's our guy. I'll try. Mitch, is even, Mitch might be even better example than Jay because Jay came with a little bit of an ornery rep- reputation. Correct. Like, Mitch, nicest guy in the world. Like, nothing wrong with Mitch Trubisky. And that's why I say same thing with Zach, probably. Nicest guy. But it, I just can't, I can't get around. I can't get behind you anymore. I'm done. And we, eventually, we did that with Mitch. We gave up. We're done. I'm can't out. Can't do it. Can't do it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, 312-332-3776. Don't forget today, Greeny, 10 to 12. Carmen York at New Waddle and Sylvie at 2 Black and Abdallah at 6. 312-332-3776. Give us an athlete you tried to like. You just couldn't get there. That's why I see Shot. No shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see shot. No shot. Our favorite segment of the day. We love them all, but we love shot or no shot. And originally a Danny Zetterman creation. Because I always used to say, oh, no shot. shot. And he went, that's a, a segment. Bit. That's, that's a what bit. a good We're producer doing does. Yep. Now he's... Director of content on his way to a VP title. Ram Puba. That's it. That's what he is. We are just a lint on his shoes. That's right. Uh, here is Snorling. Good morning, boys. Jesse, good to see you. I'm glad you got in safely. I knew you were concerned about that yesterday well, when we talked. I didn't know if we were going to have to do the show remotely or not, but it turned out not so bad. You would love to do the show remotely anyway, I imagine. No, no, no. I like coming in because I don't see you guys very often, honestly. So uh, It is a pleasure to yeah. see you, truly. I'm happy to have you in today. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right, so I want to start with Greg Olson. Like hoodie? I like everybody, but I don't get I to see say you guys. He said, oh, good shit. to see you oh, here today. Yeah. Why don't you like hoodie? I'm always happy to see hoodie. I tell him that every day. The person I don't tell is you. <laughs> <laughs> go after yourself. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Waddle and Sylvia, Greg Olson on yesterday, and asked him about Cole Komet. Take a listen to this. I thought he had a really good year. Like you said, I, I saw a lot of their game like in highlights and some crossover matchups. Of course, I would always watch the Bears and watch Cole. I've gotten to know him a little bit. But I thought he had a really good year, kind of showed he can be a red zone guy, strong run after catch. He's a big physical guy. But I think when you're talking about the way they're going to have to build this offense with Justin and play to his strengths and utilize the quarterback mo- you know, movement stuff and – the tight end is at the centerpiece of that style of offense. I mean, so I'm happy for Cole. I thought he had a really good uh, year this year. I think he showed that he's a guy they can continue to build around and continue to develop in the right system 
with the yeah. right pieces around him and used to his strengths, I think he's shown he can be a highly effective player. Shot or no shot, Cole Komet did enough to prove he's the Bears' tight end of the future. That's a shot. Absolutely. I think he takes another step next year on a team where they could really give a lot of attention to him because a moribund wide receiver room had nobody getting separation, especially once Mooney went down. Yeah, I thought Cole Komet had a very good year. And if you look at whether you believe in the numbers or not, the analytics say he's one of the top five blocking tight ends in the NFL. So, yeah, I thought he did enough. Oh, I, I say shot for sure. This is more on Justin Fields now than it is on Komet to me to get him the ball. It's more on the offense to to work with him as a blocker, as a receiver. I mean, look what Kittle's done. Look what Kelsey's done. I mean, having these valuable tight ends that can block and, and, and catch is just incredible for your offense. I say shot as well. All right. Uh, there have been some reporting leaking out from a few NFL executives, apparently, that expect Tom Brady to make a decision to retire this offseason. Personally... I don't care what he does. doesn't matter to me. Wake me up when he makes a decision. I'm tired of the soap opera. But I do have to ask, shot or no shot, if Tom Brady retires, it would increase the Bears' negotiating strength with the number one pick. No shot. Absolutely no shot. Uh, as Albert Breer said here yesterday from Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com, he is wildly tapped in in the NFL. He thinks that C.J. Stroud going into the draft actually hurt the Bears negotiating position because there is no clear-cut number one quarterback. And so if the price is too high, teams will go, eh, I ain't paying that. I'll just take a shot with this guy. Well, that makes logical sense because the fewer good quarterbacks in the draft, the more leverage the Bears have, right? Correct. More teams are after the Especially same guy. Especially if the guy at the top was Trevor Lawrence or Peyton Manning. That number one, that's the guy. Yeah, and I don't see why Tom Brady retiring... It impacts the Bears. Yeah, so I'm going to say no shot as well. It keeps the Raiders quarterbackless. Eh. And then you have a team that needs a quarterback maybe going into the market to look for a quarterback. I, I mean, it might be different if Brady was in his prime and you know 10 teams were after him, whatever. I, no, I don't. I, I say no shot. Agreed. I think any time you have a quarterback come off the market, though, and you hold the number one pick, I, I it increases it. your negotiating ability. Yeah, no? I mean, okay, by .5, you know, a very small percent by definition, yes. But I'm going to say not really. I'm going to piggyback off of what Cap mentioned about Albert Breer's reporting because I'm going to, I, I don't believe that it's true. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But I'm just going to ask, shot or no shot, C.J. Stroud entering the draft actually does hurt the Bears' negotiating strength. That's a shot. After I talked to my friend from college who scouts in the league, he said, yeah, because there's no clear-cut number one. He said, you can get a nice haul if you trade the pick. But he said, if you think you're going to go, hey, give me DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, three number ones, not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, again, almost by definition, that's a shot because less quarterbacks in the draft means more teams going after one guy, for example, or two guys instead of three, or one guy instead of two, which gives the Bears more leverage if they trade down. So, Agreed. yeah, almost by definition, there's a shot there. Agreed. Braxton Jones, the fifth-round rookie for the Bears on the offensive line, became the first Bear since 2018 to be named to the Pro Football Writers of America all-rookie team yesterday. Jones was about league average by most metrics in pass protection, but he really shined in pass in run blocking. Excuse me. Shot or no shot, Ryan Poles can officially add Braxton Jones as a hit for his 2022 draft. I'll jump in first. Shot. You know how I feel about him. Absolute shot. 
and I'd even start him at, at left tackle again and see where it goes in, in, in camp or offseason, whatever. I would start him at left tackle and then make him lose the job, so to speak. I, if you could check that off, wow, that's a huge hit for him. And right now you could check that off. I'm not saying it's a 10-year starter there, but yes, the, the, the fact of the matter is that's a shot. I'm going to have to say it's a shot as well. If you've addressed whether it's left or right yeah, tackle. even right. If you have done that, I would hope that he moves to right and I go get an elite left tackle plug-and-play guy, whoever that might be. If not, then leave him there. But you also got Brisker, you got Gordon, you got your punter. I don't know what you're going to get out of Valus Jones, Treston Ebner. I, yeah, I thought he had a pretty darn good class. Who is that left tackle, though? This remains my question. I don't know. Are you picking Peter? Do you get multiple number ones in a trade and you get Peter Skronsky? See, if it's that, I'm okay with it. My fear is going and paying for one. It depends. I mean, last year it was a Teron Armstead went to Miami. He's a really good player. When Laramie Tunsil was available, they traded for him. He's a really good player. There are left tackles at times that become available. And I just think about Braxton Jones, though. Like, this isn't a finished product. He has proven to be a guy that that will work hard and get better. So, remember, this was a rookie year with a bunch of rookies around him. I, I feel like he could be the guy. There you go. All right, it broke yesterday. Mike Clevenger is being investigated by Major League Baseball for domestic violence after his ex and mother of one of his children posted photos on her social media and told her story to The Athletic. His lawyers have issued a statement denying any wrongdoing by Clevenger, but this does put the White Sox in a difficult position. So my question, shot or no shot, the best thing for the White Sox is find a way to cut bait. That's a shot. There is a lot to unpack on Mike Clevenger. And the fact that the Sox did not know any of this, but then a week after signing him, apparently they started to hear about this. And now 50-some days later, it's coming out. I have a problem with that. Yeah, there's a lot of layers, as you mentioned. Um, I mean, yeah, cutting bait with an accused domestic abuser can never be a bad thing. They are denying all allegations, so we got to let the process play out. Like, if he's found not guilty of everything, then you don't cut bait. You just don't if he's found not guilty. So it's, it's really about what the process ends up being or what the result of the process ends it, up being. If there is, let's assume that they say there's not enough to charge here or whatever the case may be. But there is something there. Right. If I was the owner, Rick... Give him his money and get him out of my jersey. I do not want him on my team. Isn't period. it also like the Dodgers, Bauer, correct me if I'm wrong, was found not guilty. And the Dodgers said, we're going to eat the money and get you out 22 anyways. 22 million bucks, get out. Okay, but time out. He was found guilty by baseball, though. He was suspended for over a year, Bauer. They just reduced the sentence and, and, and reinstated him. But he was found guilty by baseball. Correct. So let's see what happens here. I understand what you're saying, Cap. And let me just say this. This wasn't something completely out of the blue with this guy's reputation. He has a shady reputation. Well, he has a his, shady reputation. His supposed best friend in baseball, Bauer, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, and, and he, the lady that accused Bauer of you know, he was mixing her, in, her and he was mixed sex, up with her. He reportedly slept with her too. Right. So this guy is not a choir boy. Right. But look, a lot of guys are not choir boys and get signed and everything is okay. Should the White Sox have signed him in the first place? That's up for debate. But they're going to be the losers in this situation because the court of public opinion is probably going to scream at the White Sox. And then baseball might come down on Clevenger, which means the Sox are down a pitcher. And even if they 
don't come down on Clevenger. People are still going to wonder why you sign a guy with a shady reputation. Yeah, I would move on. It's, you, you, can't, you could move on today. You could. You could. Now, again, I think you got to give the guy due process. If there's due process, and says, wow, actually, he did nothing wrong, and no, none of these things are true, I don't think that's going to be the case. But, again, these are allegations. There's an investigation. But as soon as I got any type of clarity, right. I would say you're out. I have no no interest in you wearing my logo. That's A. Yeah. B, I would call my GM in and ask, did you guys do any homework on this? Right. It's a fair question. You know, it's a fair question. And because Rick may have the right answer. I got to know what that answer is. And on top of the whole thing, baseball, I think, has a responsibility. If they were already looking into things when the White Sox signed him, you have to alert teams, hey, there's an investigation Isn't that going unbelievable? On. Now, they've negotiated that that process is confidential because if it turns out nothing happened, then you've ruined this guy's reputation. It only became public because she went public with it yesterday on Instagram. Um, but it is a shady process. When yes. the agent is negotiating with Rick Hahn, the agent knows my player is under investigation. Rick Hahn doesn't. And now uh, that negotiation isn't, isn't fair. can't out of... Attorney-client yeah. privilege can't tell Rick by baseball rules, ethics, the whole deal. But let me ask you something. If you were the GM of the White Sox, mm-hmm. we have this longtime friendship. Yeah. I'm the GM of the Padres. I ain't bringing it back. Do you think, if we're truly friends, now again, I don't, Rick and AJ Preller may hate each other and they may love each other. I don't know. I would call you. Right. Not say it on a phone. Go, Jesse, I need to have a beer with you. No, for sure. But here, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Not Did AJ that. Preller know? I mean, about the investigation, you can you can know about a guy's shady background. That's, That's one true. thing. Did AJ Preller know he was under? I don't think so. I don't think anyone knew for sure, unless she went to the team and said something. I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a muddy, it's a murky mess. area. It's a mess, and the White Sox are in a lose lose situation unless he's completely exonerated. If you haven't read the article in the Athletic, and hats off to them for doing great reporting. Well, Katie or, or, or go to his Instagram or uh, Olivia Feinstead. Go to her Instagram account. It's some nasty allegations. Nasty stuff. And the photos she posted are disturbing. I mean, disturbing. Very. But he's denying everything through his lawyer, so let's at well, least I don't, I, put I, that I'll, out there. Right. It's allegedly, of course, yeah. but so we'll get into when that. you see these things. We'll stick with this. Where do the White Sox go from here? It's ugly with Mike Clevenger. That's next. You're listening to Captain Jay Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Name what movie this song is from. Oh. I'll know it once you say it. The Hangover. Yeah. Oh, so good. The great movie. So good. Phenomenal. 312-332-3776. We've talked basketball. We've talked about Chicago athletes and personalities of executives that you just couldn't wrap your brain around. You tried. You, you tried. Zach Can't Levine, I tried. Can't do it. We also mentioned, I did, that uh, your nemesis, John Hamm, in my opinion, got snubbed yesterday. I think John Hamm was incredible in Top Gun Maverick and deserved an Oscar nom for supporting actor. 
I'm sorry. That's there ridiculous. You go. Yeah, that, it's there ridiculous. You, go. you got to rewatch it so you're not thinking. Dude, I've seen it three times. It's a supporting times, role. Jess. It's a supporting it's one of my role. You're not movies thinking of it. He was so good as Jess, kind let me of ask the you foil this. to Tom Cruise. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you this. What? How many of the nominated movies have you seen? Well, that everywhere all at once thing. I am out to lunch on that. Forget it. I How saw, many have you seen? I don't know, like three. Okay, so. Then probably don't comment on if he should have been nominated for Best Actor because oh, you haven't seen Some, the Best Actor. I saw Fablemans. I don't remember Judd Hirsch being in it, and he's been not. He was nominated. Fablemans, great movie. I don't even remember him being in Judd it. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch, the old guy, isn't that his name? Is that the guy? It's Judd Hirsch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah Judd Hirsch, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was in Fablemans. I don't even remember it. I'm telling you, someone back me up. John Hamm as sort of the foil to Tom Cruise. Was excellent. His facial expressions, the the way he said things, because he, like he was the bad Salahuddin. guy. He could be a good, he yeah, it's a good movie. performance. Yeah, he was but awesome. It, yeah. You know who that was? Yeah. Who was good? Who? What did he play? He play, I don't know the name. Hondo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Those were they were there were a lot. I, I think the movie was the best of the year. I think Top Gun should win. But I'm telling you, John Hamm deserved an Oscar nom. Top Gun. It's going to go to my grave. One on of my one. favorites Top of the year. Top Gun should, should not win. win Best Picture. Yes, it should. should not. Yes, it should. 100%. No chance. 100%. Are you kidding me? I saw that Banshee. Are you freaking kidding That's me? That's a great movie, oh, Banshees of Sharon. Stop it. Just stop it. Right. The Fablemans is the best movie of the year for me. Oh, stop it. Top Gun was awesome. Top Gun was incredible. Come on. Incredible. But now, again, to Snorling's defense, I'm not a movie guy. I'll watch what I like. But I'm not going. I'm not that guy that's right. going to go see all the movies. Right? There's ten so, that are nominated. I'm yeah. not. I'm not either. I've, I've seen, I've seen three, maybe. I saw two. Once the baseball season ends, my wife and I'll catch up on movies. I you saw know. the Avatar. You did the new Avatar. Oh, I didn't see. That. I never oh, saw the you went first with Brett, one. Right? No, I went with my wife and really? my father-in-law to the Avatar two. Yeah, I'm shocked. My father-in-law that. wanted to see it, so I've not took seen him. that. I have no interest in that. Yeah, I was. Too long, way too long. I have no interest. Cool in that. cinematography. The storyline sucked, but Top Gun was awesome. I saw Top Gun. The only two I saw. I Top saw Top Gun, Gun in the theater, and then I saw it I twice saw, on the plane. I saw it three times in the theater, <laughs> and then I bought it. It's on my iPad. I saw it twice on plane rides. Once to where I'm going, and then once on the way back. This past weekend, they had the movies on United where you get them. <laughs> right, right, right. I look over. My wife has seen it a billion times. <laughs> I look over. I'm like, oh, God. She's watching Top Gun. Again. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. John Hamm was so good. He was so good. He's a jerk. <laughs> Despite being a Cardinals fan, he and was so good. And a Cardinal good. fan. And congratulations to Chip Carey, new voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I talked to Chip during the season. The Braves weren't exactly like uh, backing up the Brinks truck and saying, here's a 10-year deal. So I, I wasn't shocked that he left. There you go. Uh, three one two three three two three seven seven six. So Scott Rowland, the lone inductee to the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. Did you vote for him? I did vote for Scott Rowland. Jesse is a voter. My other six guys that I voted for did not get in. So, but but I'm at least glad- you voted for seven guys. Right. I, round of applause for Jesse. Yeah, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not going to vote for anyone. I think the Hall of Fame is supposed to grow every year. Cap. I think it's supposed to grow. I think if you're on the fence, you should. You should fall on the side of letting them in rather than not letting them in. Um, it's, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not be all high and mighty about this. I think it should grow every year by at least one. I voted for seven, so I think seven should have gotten in, but that's me. I did vote for Mark Burley. Now, I know that he's... Mark Burley's not a Hall of Famer. Look, the stat I'm going to give you makes a lot more sense today than back then, I, I would admit. But 
He pitched 200 or more innings in 14 straight seasons. Okay. Now, today, that'd be unbelievable. Back then, I get it. It's not as as amazing. But I put a, I voted for him. I That was the one I voted for knowing it wouldn't matter. He's not getting in. Maybe it was a homer vote. But that was the one that was kind of like, eh. But I voted for Sheffield. I voted for Roland. I Sheffield voted for, got 55%. Jeff Kent's the all-time leader among second basemen in home runs. Didn't come close to getting in. 46.5. All-time leader. Yeah. There's only nine positions on the diamond. He's, he's the all-time leader. He's also affected by the JAG effect. I know, and I don't People like that. People didn't like him. I, don't like I never interviewed the guy. There, there, he was a jerk. There's, there's a certain portion of sports writers that, a small portion, I think, that use that stuff against players, and I think it's wrong. Agreed. I think it's wrong. Ken uh, was kind of a tool, but I voted for him. Todd Helton came close. He'll get in. I voted for him. Uh, Billy Wagner came close. I voted for I him. I think he'll eventually get in. You know, so I voted for a lot of the guys that, that were close other than Burley. But Sheffield and Beltran. How did Andre Ethier not get in? Yeah. <laughs> he Belt, get a vote. Beltran I voted for. He's just under 50%. But it was his first year. And I'm adamant about that. I heard Carmen mention this in Crosstalk. I don't know your feeling. But I am not penalizing a guy's entire career because in his final season, with a team, he banged on some trash cans. I'm not saying it was Hold right. I'm not saying the Astros maybe should have been penalized more. But I am not throwing away my ballot for Beltran because he banged on some trash cans. Hold Please, on. Cal. Jesse, it's Please. more than banging on a trash no, can. No, it's not. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. No, it's it not. It is undermining the integrity of the game. You cheated your way to win a World Series. You don't think these guys, hey, man, they know what pitch is coming. That's not an advance. So every Astro cannot make the Hall of Fame from that can team. I, also, I didn't say can that. Can I raise well, a question? Mean? He orchestrated it. He was one of them that orchestrated it. Big do you, deal. Do you think the Astros are the first team to cheat their way to a World Series? No, I mean, stealing signs from second base is cheating in its, in, in a way. It's it's legal, I guess, but it's cheating. They're, they're the first team to get caught. If we're really honest with ourselves, it's like the guys who can't get in because of steroids. Yeah, they but, were the first guys to get caught. Yeah, the Astros were the first team to get caught. It, they're not the first guys to cheat. But I don't they're even, not the first team to say, cheat. You're agreeing with? I don't even agree with that logic, though. If, if you're if you steal, if you and your friend steal, and you're the only one to get caught, too bad. You got caught. You're still going to have to pay the price. You know, so the fact that they got caught and someone else didn't isn't swaying me. But he banged on some trash cans, Cap. Come on, come on. He wasn't he wasn't he, in center in the center he field. Orchestrated an elect. I'm reading what they even he's admitting to this now. Electronic methods to steal signs so that they had a distinct okay. advantage. Okay, electronic methods isn't a guy in the center field scoreboard relaying stuff. They had a monitor. Near the dugout. Every team can have a monitor near the dugout at the time. That's not a big deal. And then they banged on some trash cans. Come on. I agree. Take the title away. But I'm not saying no to voting for him for the Hall of Fame because of it. I heard Costas and these guys yesterday. Get off your high horse. Come on. Steroids I didn't, is a, I didn't hear them. Steroids is a, uh, uh, Verducci and all Verducci. those guys. Steroids is a different issue. You could be taking steroids for the entirety of your career and build up your uh, Hall of Fame uh, numbers because of it. This guy didn't build up his numbers as a 40-year-old because he banged on some trash cans. His resume wasn't made because of it. It's ridiculous. I understand your point on the Hall of Fame part of it. I'm talking about as a team. The Astros should have had their trophy taken away. But the guy who is the commissioner of the sport, who I'm not a fan of... 
It's just a piece of metal. Right. That's what he said. It's not. And I pretty much agree with your point there. Take the medal away. I mean, t- take the uh, championship away. But that has nothing to do with me voting for Beltran or not voting for Beltran. And Mark Burley, super good guy. I've interviewed him a number of times. Mark Burley I got gave him a homer vote. 10% of the vote. Mark Burley is not getting in the Hall of Fame. There's people that voted for uh, John Lackey got a vote. So there's there's straggling. John Lackey falls off the ballot. He got one vote. For people that don't know, that don't know, you can vote for up to ten. So look, sometimes you give a vote here or there for some stupid reason. You know he's not getting in. Burley, I like the fourteen straight years, two hundred innings because it's something that we'll never see again. I gave him a vote, but the serious candidates are the ones you've mentioned, uh, and I voted for a lot of them: Sheffield, Hel- uh, Helton, um, uh, Wagner. I voted for all those guys that were that were kind of close. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're going to get into football at 9 o'clock and talk about Chicago athletes uh, that you just can't wrap your brain around. We're talking Hall of Fame. Coming up. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Rolling on with the great Jesse Rogers. <laughs> Good to be with Jay, you, Cap. Jay Moore, I'm Cap. Hoodie has the day off. It's been a fun show. It has. It's been a fun show. <laughs> it has. Now you'll get home about 11. Yeah. And you'll be asleep by I'll be, I'll be on 11, that couch. 28. I'll be on that couch. I don't know how you guys do it. Five days a week, 4 a.m., wake up. But I used to do respect. this, then go to TV. Respect. Then do the cops. I give you ultimate. And then come in. I give you ultimate respect. Game on. I give you ultimate respect. At, at least, least working for a living. Give me some respect for sitting at uh, Wrigley or Southside for four and a half hour games. Yes. All right? Yes. Working Jesse's one in the talking to us like we're putting up a skyscraper. <laughs> like we're doing, waking up at 4 a.m. to dig ditches. I know. I'm just kidding around. We're, we all are in the playground. We for play our, our careers are in the playground. At Disneyland. No jo- no doubt about it. I think of making no money, just begging for any opportunity, trying to get to this point. We were there. Yeah. That actually, if I could, that lets me segue, because you just made me think of the beginning of my career where I was trying to, working over down the dial. I, I want to say this. I was on vacation in Cancun last week and get the news that Lynn Bramer passed away. And like so many people had dealings with Lynn Bramer because he was an institution in he this was, town. And we saw him at the ballpark all the time. All the time. And I worked in the same building with him. He was on the rock side. I was on the sports side. And as this story's been told many times, you know, sports guys want to meet the rockers and rockers want to meet the sports guys. So Lynn would come over to our side of the building every day and love the Cubs, obviously. And like everyone else uh, that has said this, was the nicest guy in the world Everybody was his friend. He was everyone's friend. And uh, it's just a shock. It's just a shock. Too many people to cancer in our business just in the last few years. And I just want to say that. I mean, Lynn was a great friend and a good person and and just so much fun to be around. Yeah, he was a great. He loved his music. Yep. He loved his pizza. Loved his and he Cubs. loves his Cubs. No doubt. No doubt. So he'll be missed. And I just want to. So many great tributes. I was just going through Twitter last week and almost felt. You know, I did feel guilty. I'm sitting at a pool in Cancun. Everyone gets a vacation, right? But then I see that, and it's just like, my God. Yeah, I got the when I saw it, I was out of town. And I got the chills. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, even though we knew he was sick, but you always hear uh, turning the corner and you're hopeful and all that, and 
just didn't happen. So um, you'll be remembered for a long time, Lynn. One of the greats. That is correct. Institution. Uh, so Albert Breer reported C.J. Stroud entering the draft is hurting the Bears' ability to negotiate, possibly. And if they want to trade back further in the draft, because there's three quarterbacks, not two, and there's no clear-cut number one, teams might say, I'm not going to give you all you want. I'll take one of the other guys. I have them all graded about equal. Do you agree with that? John Woodridge is next. Hey, John, what's up, buddy? Hi, John Kaplan. Uh, huge fan of yours, but i got to say, I, I do not think that hurts the Bears' ability to negotiate at all. I actually think that helps them. I think C.J. Stroud is the number one quarterback in this draft. You look at what he did against Georgia in the playoffs. Uh, Ohio State should have won that game. Uh, I like Bryce Young, but I do not think he is going to be a an NFL star at all. But I can see where that guy thinks that, but I think it only helps the Bears because if I'm the Houston Texans, I am going to get C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, there's so many teams that need John, a quarterback. thanks, man. Appreciate you. There's so many teams that need a quarterback. If Poles plays this right, he'll get the right package and, and help the Bears. I mean, it's as everyone has stated, you, I'm sure, it's rare to get the number one pick and not need a quarterback, right? They have the number one pick. Don't have to draft a quarterback. Maximize that. Maximize that moment in Bears history. That's what, that's what he's facing right now, to maximize that moment. This is a chance to completely change the trajectory of your franchise. All thanks to Lovey Smith. Thank you, Lovey. <laughs> Appreciate you. Say you love Lovey. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Kevin is in Aurora. Hey, Kevin, what's hey. going on, man? Hey, guys. Hey, Sparkles. How are you? I'm good, Cookie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Hey, uh, the the question about what we're going to do about you know should we take a quarterback? Put Fields in this draft. Where does he end up? He's going to be number one. So we don't, you know, we answer that question. We don't need a quarterback in that sense. So, what are you guys' thoughts about that? That's basically what I'm saying. There isn't anybody clear cut, 100 percent better than Fields. I don't think. Well, most that I've talked to, and we had on Shay, who was on the station, and the question. Oh, I think it was Albert. Uh, Kevin, thanks for the call, man. He said that if Fields was in this draft mm-hmm. from talking with GMs. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields would go number one. Okay, so there you go. That ends the the and that's that's without what is this, the two years of experience, right? I mean, right. now he's in his third year. Of course, I'd rather have that guy than one of these other guys that's just coming out and is not necessarily more talented. The interesting thing that Kuiper said was something similar. Here's Mel Kuiper this morning on KJM. That's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mm-hmm. You hear it here before us on ESPN 1000 on the Bears holding the number one pick. I would never, if I'm the Bears, uh, take a quarterback over Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, you get the defensive lineman in Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. I would go Carter, and you stuck stick with Justin Fields. I thought he was the second-best quarterback rating his board uh, behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, people are knocking him, and look how he's performed. He's made a lot of progress as a passer, and he's an incredible runner. So he's going to be that ultimate dual-threat quarterback once they help him with the Chicago Bears. I, I think this storyline has been so ridiculous, Cap, the idea of trading fields. Why did we draft him if two years later you're giving up? It's not like he's gone backwards. He's getting better. Yes, he wasn't a first-year you know, MVP, all-pro, rookie of the year, whatever, but he's getting better. I, I don't, it's such a weird storyline. They drafted a talented quarterback. He's getting better. Now let's address other areas. Why is this even a, a question mark? Agreed. 
312-332-3776. The other thing that is incredibly interesting about this whole saga with the Bears is if they don't get like an insane haul back, people are actually going to be disappointed. Right. I mean, if they if you're if they don't get the insane offer, they should keep it and take Carter. Do you agree with that? I mean, obviously, if you're if you're not hearing what you, it's it goes back to what I said about Jed Hoyer and Wilson Contreras. If you just in your heart of hearts don't like what you're hearing, then keep the pick. Or or are you in that camp just take the best whatever it is, because whatever it is is still going to be multiple picks and. Future second rounders. Well, and all how that far jazz. back am I trading? If you tell me I'm trading down to fifteen, I got to get an insane haul. haul. Better be a haul. But if you tell me the Colts are coming up to one because they allegedly like Will Levis, the best of the group, whoever it is, yeah. If the Colts at four are moving up to one, I think I'm going to get a nice package. I may not get everything everyone on social media thinks, right? And I'm still going to get one of. Will Anderson, the kid from Texas Tech, or Jalen Carter. I'm getting one of them if I'm at four because there's at least one quarterback going ahead of me. Yeah, and that's the beauty of this thing. That's what I said earlier. Even if you trade down four, nine, whatever, you're still getting a good player with your number one pick. Correct. And then you've built up multiple second. Yeah, multiple second rounds, multiple third rounds. Maybe you're getting a player back. Who knows? If you trade the pick, you're getting a current NFL player back. As part of the package? I don't know. So, um, yeah, of course people on, are going to be, oh, they didn't get enough. It's a knee-jerk reaction. But we'll see. Maybe it'll maybe it'll blow everyone away. Yeah, I'm amazed by the number of people who don't realize how bad this roster is. They I, truly I, don't. I think their record indicated that. People <laughs> don't believe it, though. Well, we could have beat the Eagles. Well, we could have done oh, this. Please, we beat San Francisco please. in a monsoon. That's NFL football. You can always make a case. Week to week. It's a, that's what yeah. it is. It's a week-to-week league. Shay, Shay is one of those people. My brother's with Shay. We can turn this around quick. I do not see a scenario where that's a 9-10 win football team. I year. think in I general don't. that theory fits. You can turn around an NFL team quick. Not this roster. That doesn't mean this roster. Right. It doesn't mean in every case. Right? Right. First of all, Fields is not a finished product, so you're still working on him and the people around him. I'm, I'm with you. Is there a scenario they could... Make the playoffs the next year. Of course, there's a scenario. Can you see it? Clearly, no. No. Right. I don't see them winning nine, ten football games. Right. I don't. And and I hope they do. Right, right. I'm not rooting I'm for saying. them. I'm a Bears fan. Without the draft, without free agency, can we say there's a Yes, you could say it. But to see it clearly, to, def, to say right now, no chance you can say that right now. I have got to fix my offensive line first and foremost right? so that my quarterback, who I believe in, has time to process, go through things. Then I've got to go get a couple of wide receivers, whether that's free agency, trade, or draft. Then I also have to address, at the same time, as best I can, my defensive line, which is awful. Yeah, let me say this also, though. Justin Fields has some responsibility to make other players Better too. Agreed. Like you don't have to go get five all pro offensive linemen. You have what you think is a franchise quarterback. He's got to make those offensive linemen look better too. Now I'm not saying they don't need to improve. They do. But it's like okay, there's only so many pieces you can fix in one off season. Now Fields go to the next level. Make this guy look better than he actually is. That's what the great quarterbacks do. 
completely agree. Can I, because going back to saying week to week league and they, they can't get that much better, I could offer, I could change two plays, they win five games. This past year. Okay. What does five games get you? No, it doesn't get you anything. But all I'm, I, what I'm saying is... Okay, then I'm going to change two plays, and I'm taking the Houston win away. That's fine. But the point yeah. I'm making to you is you did little, very minor things. That's the way the league is the, every week. Correct. So why can't they win more games? Because, because they because... don't have enough talent, and they have no depth on their roster, and you can't fix all that in one off season. They're the worst roster in the National Football League, and it's not close. The, I'm going to say it again. The Jags flip. 48% of their roster. They have four guys on this team that started 10 games a year ago. That's it. You keep saying Urban Meyer brought in talent, but he was a bad guy in a toxic environment. He didn't bring in talent. The entire roster got flipped. The entire the roster did not, and they have 48 percent of it got flipped over. That's less than they half. They four guys a. who started 10 games. They the roster have, got flipped. They have more talent on their roster prior to last year's free agency than the Bears do, and it wasn't close. I just, Cap, I feel like you're in a cloud where I, I give you a bunch of evidence of teams that have done it, including the Bears, 2017 Shay, to 2018. Shay, we could give you much more evidence of teams that didn't do it right, in one but then year. Do you know what they do, so Jess? I, that's why I said it Jess, is possible. But this is the point. What they do when they don't do it is they fire their general manager. Well, I, Wait, what? The point I'm making the entire time is if you can't get better, then you made the wrong hires. That's the point I've been making the whole time. If you can't go from last yes, to first, you can give me examples of teams to be fired. That, if you, you can't can, go from last Jesse, to first, can I finish the point? Yeah. You can give me examples of teams that don't go from worst to first or worst from four wins to nine wins. You can do that. Those teams fire their general managers well, did, or did, they fire their coaches. Detroit I don't want the Bears them. to do that. Detroit's been building they something. They went from three to nine. My God, they have nine first round picks on They're, their roster. Right. They've been building something for a few years now. I don't know what you're saying. Yes, it is possible. Why would the Lions fire the coach? They went from three wins to nine wins. It is possible. When they just didn't not... get better with Patricia, they fired Patricia and the general manager. What am I? Am I missing something? I mean, look at the you Bears roster in 2017 when they were bad. Oh my God. When was it? 27? What was their record? 2017. Five and 11. They had Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, damn good football player. They had... Uh, Trevathan, Leonard Floyd, Amukamara, Kyle Fuller, Adrian Amos, Eddie Jackson. They had three of their, three solid starters on their offensive line. For crying out loud, that, that team had a lot more talent than this team has now to move yeah. in in 18. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where Shea's going with this. Yeah, I, I really don't, don't. I don't either. Yeah, of course, they might be able to turn it around. It's just I wouldn't put more. I wouldn't give it a more than 50% chance at it. I wouldn't say that's more likely than less likely. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not even saying they're going to win nine games. I've said seven's the floor. You got to get If you can get to nine and get a really successful year, maybe you make the playoffs. Yeah. If you don't do All that, right. then I think you made the wrong hires. All right, six and seven. Okay. Yeah, six I'm not going to say sure. you, you made the wrong hires if they're... Six and eleven. Just basing myself no, off the either. history of this league, man. That's all. Just the history of what's happened that's, every year that's in this the league. Guy that if Nathan Peterman had thrown four touchdowns the last game of the year, is he the future? Yeah. I mean, the guy traded Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn. I mean, they, they are legitimately talent they, devoid. The, talent devoid. They tore this thing down. Other than the quarterback. All right. Is the NFL finally going too far in their pursuit of money with a potential permanent change to playoff games? Next.